And we're back again, just like that. And wouldn't you know, it's uh, it's Mr. Joe and Stevie's gone. <laughs> Stevie's gone for a glass of water. Look at him, caught rotten, caught absolutely rotten. Where were you going? Five K run, was it? He's showing yeah. up, he's curtain. Hey, your, your yeah. knee doesn't look too bad now. You have to work that quick off that chair. Yeah, yeah, he's mobile enough. I think he's caught in this. I think he's... Yeah, Red Thanks a million for uh, for sponsoring us uh, this evening. Uh, you can get in touch with those on Instagram as well. And they are also uh, available to contact for classes uh, over there. Pilates and all kinds of stuff going on over in the Red Clinic, as well as a host of charter physiotherapists. So thanks to Red Clinic for... Uh, get in touch and sponsoring the football show this evening. We have a good bit to go through on that as well, I might add. Um, a little bit later, we're going to be showing highlights of um, Carlo versus Limerick uh, in yesterday's league encounter. Uh, that's uh, courtesy of the uh, Ladies Gaelic Football Association. They had highlights up on their Twitter page last night. They did a live stream on the game yesterday. So we will show the two-and-a-half-minute highlight segment there uh, later on in the programme. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be joined by uh, Evan Talty as well of IGA coach telling us about this uh, this really cool board giving instructions um I don't know if this is of John Nolan's vintage now but uh, uh looking forward to chatting to to Evan for sure uh, the first thing we're going to do before we bring in Evan Talty is uh, look at Carlo versus Leitrim in the Allianz National Football League this Sunday uh, it is at two o'clock and that was Cullen Park so yeah I mean we're making good progress right so I thought we were going to be in big, big trouble altogether after the Sligo performance. I thought, okay, we're looking at next year. But all of a sudden, now we've made progress, which leads me to think that there's another result or two maybe in these lads. Um, because we should have got a result the last day. Uh, after the show, uh, I was talking to John Nolan, and he sent me over some goal chances that Carlo missed against Cavan, and they were guilt-edged chances. Um, I'm not quite sure that Cavan have too many on the far side, but... You know, you got to take them ultimately. That's the that's the holy all over. But I was thinking to myself, they, that was a very strong Cavan side, very strong Cavan side, uh, with a lot of people that won an Ulster title a couple of years ago. Um, so the proposition on Sunday is Andy Moore and his Leitrim side, and they've got a kick out of him being involved. Um, you've got that freshness, I suppose, someone who's just recently out of the game. And I'm very curious to see how they're going to set up, what they're going to bring to the table. And obviously, from our end, can we go and get a result? So, I don't know. What do you reckon, lads? I suppose the week they played Sligo and like Kevin, you and we, you know, we said they just had to suck it up, get home with it. It was really an easy thing for us to say. We didn't want to get up on their backs. In fairness to the boys, they've got home with it. But I'll, I'll come with it. They, they, they played well the last day. This is a game now where, look, you're saying, right, we played well against Cavan. I've seen the goal chances. Should have took a couple of them, didn't. Uh, this is a game now we're at home. Andy Moran is coming to town. As you say, Kevin, it'd be interesting as ver- very well. Uh, first, he, he was in the game and he probably, he, he'll be on the, the 15 best players never to win in All-Ireland. Uh, what's that giving Leitrim? You know, we'd always be, you know, you'd be saying there should be nothing between Carroll and Leitrim. Uh, no, Carlo, probably lads are looking like we're saying they're improving a bit. We're expecting something now, no Sunday, so um, been very interesting to see how they'll deal with that, that expectation. Like it might be only an expectation of the few that goes into the matches and that, but still, you know, it's the, the, they've turned the corner. See, see, kind of get a second victory. Hmm. What do you think, Joe? Yeah. I, I was very impressed with them. I, I obviously, again, I didn't see the Cavan game. I uh, didn't see the Sligo game. Saw the, saw the Waterford game. 
the same to London game as well. And the difference it was chalk and cheese, I think, from the two performances. Um, I said it the last week here with Tommy. I, I think, being fair to the management team and the panel and 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 everything, you know, it's, it, it, when we talk about being a young panel, but they're like if you have a young panel, you as a manager then as well as a management team, you're trying to tweak things to get you know the best shape of, of, of what you have and that takes time too so not only does it take time for the players but it takes time for that management team you know to, to deal to make those adjustments as well i was very impressed with them um against waterford very impressed with them N- not necessarily because you know you might say well it was water for this or whatever not not necessarily because of that but I, and, and steve you mentioned and we mentioned there as well it was their kind of their mental toughness as well to come back uh, to bounce back and to put a performance in like that and I think it shows there's a bit of steel, you know, in the panel and a bit of resilience, which is great. Um, I do think uh, I do think we're we're getting we kind of had I won't say settled enough team for the last two games, um, and I think I, I I was very impressed with their setup um, um, the la- against Waterford in particular, and I think it was much the same against um, I think it was much the same against Cavan. Um, I, I I think uh, I, I I think. You know, I I think we've scored and fought. We've a, a, a very good score and threat. Uh, I think uh, you know five or six, five or the six forwards uh, bring something in terms of that. Uh, and I like our directness of running up front, especially. You know, um, I don't think you know maybe before we were maybe a bit more ponderous in, in our build-up play, and now we seem to be we're, we're very direct. We're we're pushing on. You know, like I said, our our five, sorry, our six forwards. Um, their willingness to carry the ball forward and directness and, and the support play that they have as well is excellent. Like I think our inside line, Colin Hulton and um and and you know, Crowley, you know, they're no matter what team they're playing, they're they're going to cause fierce uh, hassles for their for the cornerbacks. And Dara Foley is like a new man in there as well in terms of you know a, a, a potent threat as well. So I, I don't think we've had to fear with Leitrim coming down. You know what I mean? I, I think um but I suppose it's a key game in terms of you know the lads will want to soon kind of turn uh perform like perform good performances into victories and i think this is one that's it's manageable and it's achievable um and i think they will i think they'll turn over each on, on uh, this weekend i think uh i think there's another big game show to the under 20 footballers they played on saturday i was in at that and that was colin park uh one twelve to eight the one against Tipperary, full value for it as well um really impressed with the uh, attacking style that they're playing um very much gambling as well uh from a kickhouse point of view and uh, not just one defender but two defenders pushed up uh, as in leaving a full forward free in front of the goal uh which i thought was quite ballsy but worked fairly well for them the other day um Derek Horn picked up uh two yellow cards just before half time the first one looked probably worse than what it was because he gave a, lot of, uh, a bit of a dunt over near the fence and put him into the fence. And unfortunately, the chap had to come off. If the fence isn't there, it probably doesn't look as bad. But the second tackle was inexcusable, being honest about it. And I appreciate he's only a chap and he's only learning. Um, it was a high tackle straight after. Um, so literally, I, I'd say there wasn't two minutes between the two yellow cards. But uh, Shane Boogie was playing as well. He was wearing 12, coming kind of back around, uh, putting a, a good shift. And... Anthony Keaton, I thought, was pretty good. Uh, Oshin Dial. I don't like singling them out because they actually played very well as a team. And then they brought in Ronan Quinlan, who kicked a great score. It was a good team score, that one. Uh, Dylan Dial came on. Like Dylan Dial coming off the bench is serious. That chap, I think, yeah. played in the minor final when he was only 15. 
Um, he's, he's a great bit of stuff. Uh, Kuba and the goal, he's on the, the senior panel as well. His kickouts are really good. Really, really good. Pinpoint. Um, not too many of them kind of went astray as such. Uh, they look well coached. I think Morris Brown's done a good job, in fairness. Yeah. And they are top of that Andrew Corden Cook group. They do play Wexford, I think, tomorrow night. I All think right, they're already sure. in the final regardless. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think Wexford have to... I think Wexford have to beat them, is it, to get it? And I think they, well, you know what, if Wexford, if Wexford beat them. I think does that put them through to the final? I'll tell you what it is because Jared Doyle, the, the PRO, got in touch with us there a little bit earlier. So, uh, Carl already in the final, and if Wexford win, draw, or lose by less than twelve points tomorrow night, they'll okay. also be in the final on scoring difference. So there you go. Thanks, Jared Doyle, for that digging us over hole. And just when I wanted as well, he brought Chris Nolan up to the stand yesterday uh, in Newbridge. That was very sad to do that. We did the post match live. Uh, did appreciate that at the time, so thanks to, to Jor. So, yeah, onwards and upwards for Morris Brown's charges. Uh, we're going to bring in Evan Talty. Evan, how are we doing? Good, how are you keeping? Ah, sir, flying at Boston yourself, you're busy. <laughs> ah, sure. If you want to uh, get someone to do a job, give it to a busy man and know what to say. <laughs> that's it, yeah, that's it. Were you training tonight? You're with the Claire Lillies, I think, aren't you? Yeah, no, no, we're off tonight. No, we played um, Tipperary down in Simple Stadium yesterday. So, um, recovery today and back at it then um, this week again. So, yeah, it's full on. We're All systems we've got go. into the kind of championship, so, um, which is something new for us. So, uh, yeah, we're we're right the way through now from here on out. So, it's good oh. to, be, to keep get games into girls anyway. Yep, you're no stranger to, um, I suppose, uh, coach number one, but also you had a, a pretty good playing career. Uh, just give the, the listeners and viewers uh, some optics into, into your own background there before we go into this board. Yeah, it's interesting. It's funny that you're talking about Dr. Cullen Park, and um, obviously, if you were back in the day with Claire, we'd have sold her down in Dr. Cullen against Carlo a good bit, but we were down there a couple of weeks ago with UL Sigerson team, and um. Like it's an unbelievable surface, but I remember David Clifford came in and he said, Oh, what's the pitch like here? And uh, I said, Jesus, it's a great surface. He said, Oh, we've never been down here. Myself and the Lavins were there. We said, If you were stuck in Division 4, you would. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, they were hugely impressed with it. Sean Powder and David were below. But um, yeah, I played myself. Um, our, our club here is Kilmoria Brickin, so we'd have had a. We, we got a golden generation, our group of kind of, we did a great group. We, I think we won like four or 521s in a row. And we brought it through to senior and we've I've nine championship medals and we probably lost another three or four finals and on top of that. So we won we won two Munster clubs as well and got beaten in the Ireland club final by St. Gauls in 2009. So we had quite a decent run of it at club level and um, I played a bit with Clare for three or four years so um one of the highlights i suppose was that we had mick with a wire but paddy o'shea was a great character he came in for a year with us but uh um old school was great crack and gas man but uh yeah we look back in them days i think like claire flying high in division two now and colin collins has done a great job with claire and but you know it was back in the day when we were in division four and it was a tough slog and like one of the selectors is a good friend of mine in the Coughlin. We played together. We were only talking today about how like it was. we'd have away games. And it was great crack because you'd come home off the bus of a Sunday and it'd be straight to the Queen's and Innes to the nightclub. Probably missed the Monday. Back at it, run the shit out of you on Tuesday. <laughs> and 
but like it's gone so professional now it's just it's unbelievable like it, 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 it it's a lifestyle like yeah absolutely you do give up so much and do you know what was interesting Evan actually about you know I remember going to games in Clare and Carlo in the noughties and Brian Kelly was corner forward for Carlo his first cousin was Dermot O'Brien they played in goal for Clare uh, which was which was crazy you couldn't write it um, I'm not quite sure did he score a goal on him one day actually um, he's on club Dermot as well yeah 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 he's uh, yeah look it's and I think um, I think Carlo like it's tough like it's it's uh, Clare like are probably maximising everything they have, and I think Carlo got on that bit of momentum there a couple of years ago under Torlock, and probably at the time, you know, I, I listened to to I listened to a lot of GA podcasts, but I listened to um, Rory Gallagher the other day, and he was talking about his time in Fermanagh, and like he said, you know, it was interesting. He had a group of players that you had to play defensive football with to get the most out of them, and like Fermanagh should have got to Division One that year he was there. And he got slated for playing defensive football. But, you know, as he said, the year before, they were beat 17, 18 points by the likes of Armagh and Monaghan. And they went in and beat the two of them in the league and should have went up. And, you know, I think at the time, I suppose, Stevie Porter and Turlock got a, a bit of a bad rap for how they played the game. But, like, Carlo were really successful and they played to their strengths. And, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I think, um, you know, Clare playing kind of a very structured system and they always have done under Colum and very disciplined and I think it's a great template that not everyone is going to have Rolls Royce players like the Shane Walsh's and these lads in Galway and when you're when you're at that level I think a good structure in a team is um is something that's really needed. Mm-hmm. And in fairness to Colin, I think he's the, the longest serving county manager, isn't he? In fairness to him. Yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's done he's uh, done a great job. I think he's a he's he's really interesting to listen to as well in fairness. I think his head is in the right place, which is the most important thing. And his heart is in the right place. I'll tell you, there's like, you know yourself, there's probably loads of managers and loads of coaches on the merry-go-round that are just going from county to county, club to club. But like Colin Collins, not just the success he's had on the field, the structures he's put in, the fundraising, car draws, like the amount of work that man does behind the scenes for Claire GA. And it's not... He doesn't want the spotlight on him. He's doing stuff getting under 15, under 17 development squads together, getting S&C from all that kind of stuff. And he's a phenomenal man. And Claire are just lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. So from your own point of view then, right, you took the bull away the horns, um, I don't know, was it last year or the year before, and got innovative and brought this great product, which I'm very, very impressed with. Um Having done, you know, doing a bit of coaching this year myself or whatever, and uh, one of the lads that's given us a dig out actually has one of these boards. So I don't know if you have one handy, but maybe you'll show us what they're all about and um, yeah. and where the idea came from and, and all that. So like this is this is what the um, the actual board looks like, and I just I was it was interesting you were talking there about the kickouts, and I'd be a fan of the press as well, like, but where we would use the board. Um, to illustrate it, it's a perfect example. So we might talk to our forwards and we might, if we're setting up offset plays, we might go for four across the middle here. And then obviously you're pressing another line of four and you're kind of giving the keeper dim places if they want to kick the ball out to. But then you can just take it back very quickly, clear the screen and say, right, we're happy to concede the ball over here if the keeper gets it out fast and we retreat and we set our line on the 45 out here and we delay the game and you switch it off again. 
And in a couple of seconds, then when we're playing how we want to sit up, we want to sit up in a spine and we just make our runs this way. And it all like we found it really good for that for using in small units because you can bring it in on the onto the sideline, bring it in on the warm-up, show them the last minute instructions and, and players learn visually and like I still it's not going to replace the big whiteboard which is great in the dressing room for naming your team and stuff, but for getting small instructions across the players and giving them that visual image of what we're looking for. Um, I feel it's really good. Now, we would actually use it quite a lot um, in team meetings when we're doing video analysis and get the players to use it to come up with our own kick-out strategies and take ownership of stuff like that. Mm. I think it's really cool from the point of view of, like, I'd often find, having, having played the game and now obviously coaching or whatever, when the game is just about to start, you would be very much wound up and sometimes in taking an instruction is difficult because you're just in the zone or maybe out of the zone, maybe too wound up, et cetera, et cetera. And it's hard to process information. But when you have the visual on it, I think that's a great help and a great assistance to a player. Um, and obviously you were thinking along along those lines, but um, the, the production part of it then, like that, that obviously the idea and then like it's a, it's a magic doodle for adults really, isn't it? Like uh, a really that's cool one. I was chatting, to be honest, the, the idea I got, I got it from Mick Bowen was down training our club team this year and um, he brought it, he brought something similar um, a couple of nights that I think he got from someone in the States or something, it was like a soccer pitch or, or whatever, but it, it was so good for like right out, play two minute game, come back in, use the little board under the floodlights, what we can do better, how do we set up our shape, back out again. And to be honest, I just went looking for them online then and I couldn't find them. And um, I'd have a few suppliers in China that I'd use for packaging and stuff from the seaweed business that I have. And on Alibaba, trying to source them, source maybe 15 different samples. And look, some of the stuff was crap. And, you know, with China, it's hit and miss at the best of times. And um, we just kept going until we, we found a reputable dealer that we could deal with and make the board we wanted. And I no sooner had our first batch of boards in, and to be honest, I I never envisaged it to go where where it was going. I was happy if I could get, put it this way: if they taught me that I've made twenty of them, it would there'd be no IGA coach because I'd have just got twenty the minimum order and give them to a few friends. But the minimum was a hundred, so I said, if we're spending a few pounds, we need to make it back here. Yeah, and uh, it went it went cra- I, I, it went mad. Like we probably saw it over a thousand boards at this stage since november like which is phenomenal and um the very minute we brought in the first board with the numbers on the pitch we were told we got requests for boards with no numbers on the pitch and soccer boards and hockey boards and basketball boards so we're doing five or six types of boards at the moment so um no look it's, it's great because and believe it or not, I like there's obviously you make a few pounds out of them, whatever. But the amount of coaches you you get talking to out of it, and like I love I love talking GA, whatever ladies football, camogie, hurling, and like you know it, the likes of as you you were mentioning there, Andy Moore uses it, Kieran Donahue uses it, down in Wexford who are innovating all the time, and um, the the Wexford senior manager Davy, can't think of his name, David. Uh, the hurling manager in Wexford. Oh, um, Dar um, Egan. Dar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dar was one of the first to buy him. So, like Michael Finley, loads of inter-county managers are using him, um, and the feedback has been great. Which is, and that's what it's all about. Um, 
So, yeah, we've been, we're probably hoping to, I'm expecting another 500 of them in, and we've the most of them sold on pre-order again, so to try and keep them in stock, but with the oil prices and the Russian thing, the, the price of shipping and everything is going through the roof at the moment, so uh, yeah. our margins are getting tighter and tighter, but look, no, it's great, I, I love it, I I um, we would have used it a bit with the Sigerson lads this year and seeing you know, top quality inter county players and getting getting use out of it is is there's a bit of pride in that. Stevie, will you want one then now for the Junior Hurling Championship this year, will you? Uh, I'll I tell you a good story. Um, the last junior game I played was about f- five or six years ago against Ballon, our third team against Ballon's second team, and uh, I was full back. Oh, we got maybe about thirty five points. And I'd said it was about five minutes left, and it was a lad with a clipboard on the sideline from Ballon disputing a, a, a line ball or something. And I tell you, he was quite lucky. He wasn't he wasn't wearing. So I don't know whether the, the IGA coach one um, might, <laughs> might look well in that lad's hands, but uh, no, fair play. Like it's, uh, it's only when I've seen it there, like when Evan has it you know, displayed or what, what I'd be a fairly. I'd be GA nerd of all things from the last 50 or 100 years ago, but uh, something like that now would be totally alien to me. But when I see what he's, what he's showing there, you can show three or four different set plays in a matter of seconds. You know, so fair play to him. Uh, hope to see you in Dragon's Den in six months' time. Yeah, I was thinking that. Actually, this is like a Dragon's Den. Bitch. Tell me what, you, what what investment you're looking for today. You don't need any I, investment. I, You've been losing the Ejok soldier going, are you, boss? I've been there and done that. I was on Dragon's Den in 2017 with the seaweed business. So, ah, stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got investment. So, uh, yeah, that, that I'll Bye. tell you what, that's a daunting experience. Yeah, the definitely my podcast is a tad bit easy. Frozen in time. Fair play to you. It uh, looks great. In fairness, uh, I think with uh, I think with the younger younger lads as well or younger teams, uh, like you said there, I think it's a big thing there. The visual, you just cannot beat the visual. You know that, especially for the younger, you know, for all age groups, but especially younger younger ones as well. Uh, we're just asking Evan where we can where we can get one of these uh, pours or whatever. Uh, website, Evan. Yeah. Yeah, we have a website. Um, www.igaacoach.ie is the is the website we're actually doing a, a special bundle offer where you get the nice protective carry case to bring it along and um a little hand holder for the back of them so um we're doing a deal on them at the moment while as the man said it is while stocks last while stocks last well listen thanks for calling on the left wing back podcast we appreciate that and, and the best look it's a great idea all right no all bother right. lads cheers Talk thanks William. eventality there uh i think marion hayden's on standby marion how we doing well lads how's it going Ah, you're flying it now yourself. Good, good. You're well lit there in the background, aren't you? Yeah. Can you see me all right, yeah? Yeah, all good, and we can hear you as well, which is uh, which is all the better. Uh, we all left the screen there for a moment. Uh, don't know what was going on. We'd had a bit of a kick like that last week as well, and uh, yeah, um, unnecessary palpitations, I must say. But, um, Marion, you were on duty yesterday with the the live stream for, for Carol Eddy's game against um, Limerick. Um mm-hmm. I, we do have some highlights to show, but maybe you, you'll give us a brief synopsis before we delve into it. Yeah, I suppose um, looking at the team, you know, when you when you see the program there, like it's a whole new team uh, for Carlo. There's a lot of girls, I think, wearing the the jersey for the senior ladies for the first time, which is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I think before we would have had a lot of girls that were very 
um, experience, but probably, you know, at the end of the road, whereas now it's gone the other way where we have plenty of youth um, on it. And I think really this team is, is on a journey. Um, I don't think, you know, they're wanting to do anything too fast. So, you know, I'm sure like every game you want to go out and win, but I, I don't think, I think their journey goes past the league and what they have planned from what I've heard on the inside, um, you know, they're looking at building, um, building to the championship. Um, what I saw in the first half yesterday was exceptional. Um, I thought their, their tackling and um, they were so disciplined in the tackle. They were able to get up and down the field. Now, my concern in the first half was were they going to be able to, you know, stay getting back once because with so many of them in defence, were they able to, were they going to be able to get back when they needed to then? Um, and I suppose they did run out of legs a little bit, but I, I'm also aware that, you know, the training that they're doing, it's very tough at the moment. They all have their own programmes to be doing separate to what's going on in the training field as well. Um, and when they have a game, there's no let up. Like it's not where we have a game Sunday, so the session Friday night will be okay. It's actually the opposite. So again, I think, you know, looking at the results, a lot of people mightn't realize the background and what's going on and, you know, what plan the management have in place. And again, it is a new management this year. So, um, you have an unbelievable um, amount of experience. You obviously have the, the Ben and Kerryton Island girls are in there, um, senior county champions. You have some of the great O'Loughlin girls that are in there that were county champions for the last couple of years. Um, you have a good few of the St. Anne's girls who won the um, intermediate championship and then the Clonmore girls. So, I mean, with regard to the class and quality of player, it's outstanding. Um, but I suppose it's just getting them now to all familiarise themselves with each other and who's going to be running off the shoulder. Um, obviously, you have the, the couple of girls in there from Airogue as well. Brilliant to see. Um, Aoife getting a run yesterday, Edel coming back after her third cruciate injury. Um, and, you know, I, I just would be so hopeful for, for what's ahead there, you know, at the moment. Good stuff. Well, look, we'll give the highlights a blast. Um, this was on the Carlo, or not the Carlo, it was on the Carlo page as well, it was shared there, but originally it was the ladies' uh, Gaelic Football Association Twitter page. So uh, what we'll do is we'll pop us off the screen for a moment and we'll give this a play and then we might have uh, some further thoughts in uh, in two seconds there. Yep, we'll not play for love nor money. Uh, we'll stop we'll stop sharing that and we'll see, can we can we get the highlights up uh, a little bit later on? So we're going to have to sacrifice the highlights and apologies. That's the joys of doing this stuff live. Uh, whenever that thing kicked, it must have kicked the whole lot off. But look, you've touched on a lot there, right? So... The feeling we're getting is no different to maybe the county camogie setup that there is a little bit of change and no different to the county lads football setup patience is needed um positives though marion in fairness in the last couple of games uh, maybe you'll touch on a few of those yeah again like you know i've said like a lot of the girls wouldn't be used to playing with each other and um, it is a very new team but as I said, the discipline in the tackle in the first half yesterday, you know, everybody was working so hard. The amount of ground days in Gilmartin covered, um, you know, up and down the field, Ellen being her usual self. And, you know, like they never gave up, even though the score was where it was, um, even up to the last kick of the ball, like the girls never gave up, um, which I would see as a huge positive as well, you know. Um, as I said, the youth that's there now, obviously yesterday, you know, they were missing um, four of their named starting team. A couple of the girls were injured or were carrying some kind of strain. But for me, I wouldn't have looked and, and said, you know, there was any way a weaker team put out there. 
I would have said like there was girls there that put their hand up and they said like it's up to the girls that were that were injured to get their place back there now you know um and like you can't beat strength and depth in a panel like that mm-hmm. Stevie you were at the London game I think as well so maybe you want to weigh in on this yeah I'm sure Marion tell you that the uh, conditions were absolutely shocking the wind and rain it was the water game the night before the men's game the conditions were bad but this was a different different level altogether and they were going well up to 20 minutes gone um there's only a couple of points in it and i think london got they could have got six points in six minutes and given that cushion half time and i'd say the first minute of the second half carol two goal chances and you know just didn't didn't finish him off and you kind of knew then the hannah was it hannah noonan was center forward for for london she was brilliant like she scored one seven like she's former Dublin player uh everything they went up they got a score but like as Marion said the the, the work at that the, the honesty you know it's a given they were, you know you couldn't fault that just if one of the goals had went in I think they would have won be four or five points just they needed a goal or two at the start second half your back level then tack on the points whereas other way around they got a goal then uh Neve Kelly got two goals got one from, I think, from a penalty and one from the shot from the 21 and we're back to three or four points but just every time london went up they were that bit more probably streetways and the red detector scores that bit better uh just you know the you felt the kind of you nearly knew after five in the second half now rachel was playing out the field a bit more than you could you'd be hoping if she could be kept in inside in the closer to goal we're talking with the hurling there earlier with chris nolan aaron galan patrick hawk and these players are like Try and keep them in 13, 14, 15. If Carla can afford for that, well and good. If they can't, then they have to bring him out the field. And you're, you know, you're robbing Peter to play a ball, which have to get a balance as well. Uh, like Jordan Morrissey with the men's game. Last couple of games, he's, he's coughed, he, he's come up and got goals in both games. And, you know, if, if you can get that balance right with the players going back out, as Marion said, Amigan Martin, Rachel, these girls going back out, Neve Kelly defending, but they're going to get forward as well and get the scores. And, you know, it's going to be a work in progress because. They have a lot of experience, the, the three or four I've mentioned there, they're in the county teams last five, six, seven years. And if girls only going in there and starting this year, and you, you know, you, you only get experience on the field. And But I think uh, as know, well, like even yesterday, where you look at, you know, um, we say Ona Fitzpatrick there was Mark and Davies, um, the full forward. And like she was lightning. I mean, anytime she got the ball, she just looked so dangerous. But like Ona still was winning ball ahead of her up to the last kick of the game. You know, she never gave up. She contested every single ball, um, which again would be a positive for, for me, for Carlo. Like there was no heads hanging. It's like the girls know themselves that they're on their own journey, you know. Um, they have their plan. They know what it's about. Um, and I think like with the London game, Stephen, you know, there was a goal just before half time, And like, I mean, they were really neck and neck. Carlo were ahead for most of the first half. And then they got a goal kind of in the second half early on as well, which, you know, I suppose that's when they got a bit of a lead as well. Um, but, yeah, as I say, the positivity, the girls, you know, they, they were playing. And I think Carlo got the last two or three scores of the game, um, which which would be a positive as well. Mm-hmm. Lads, I think we have the, the highlights here. We'll try this now, take two, fingers crossed. Thus far. Looking to get her first of the game. Takes it from the ground and pops it straight over the bar's possession yet again. And Limerick going with a low one into Cathy Mee. Mee with the outside of the boot. It's a lovely strike from Cathy Mee. Kiernan 
taking over the free free taking duties from Sarah Dial. That's Kieran with the lovely strike and over the bar. Um, and you know she drew the free that time. She would have that little bit of experience as well. So Kieran with the free and over the bar it goes. Michael Dangle went to the left and wide. It's Davis this time. No problem whatsoever. Over the bar it goes and we're all square again. But a still going wearing 13 but operating out the field. Gives it inside to Murray Kavanagh. Kavanagh going through. Gets the shot away. Maybe a goal chance for Roisin Byrne. Byrne on the turn against Sarah O'Sullivan. A very experienced defender but Roisin Byrne still goes here. Goal chance at Ellen. Into the back of the net. So Katrina Davis with this free for Limerick. Trying to cut Carlo's lead and she's done exactly that. The umpire's in the sweeper. It's taken short to Rebecca Delee. Delee on the run now. It's Rebecca Delee with the shot and it's over the bar. It's gone. Kathy Mee, one excellent score so far. She's on the run again. Is Kathy Mee maybe overcarried? Referee says no. Marie Kavanaugh with the shot. It's a brilliant. Carlo that she's up against, but Kathy Mee goes past her with ease. Mee on the run. Goal chance maybe here. Katrina Davis gets the final touch. Shot for her. Over the bar it goes from Katrina Davis. So Limerick stretched her with cut inside. Decides to pass it. Indeed to Roisin Ambrose. It's Ambrose with just a lovely swing of the right boot. Over the bar it goes. To pass to Katrina Davis. Katrina Davis dummies the shoot. Turns into a bit of trouble. Gets the shot away eventually. And Katrina Davis straight over the black spot. Davis, Davis has runners with her. Cathy Mee is one of them. She's got a point so far. Great save from Shannon Cotter to divert that one over the bar. It's a second point. All too easy. And they're on the run again here. Chance for the shot comes in. It's a good shot indeed, and it's an excellent score there. So, make plenty of subs here. Christine Reedy and Rebecca Daly, the players, to go off. As Iris Kennelly pops that one well out to Aoife Hayden. Hayden coming in towards the middle, gets the pass away again. Gilmartin will get the shot away and gave him Gilmartin with an excellent strike. Done it. There's a bit of space here now, and Carlo trying to fashion a shooting chance. It does come in, it does come over the bar. Excellent score from Carlo. Limerick now going through the phases. Noel Curtin takes that pass from, pass from Iris Canellis. Costello, sorry, Noel Curtin. Yeah, some good scores there, I have to say. Um, do you know the one thing that sticks out uh, from both sides' point of view? The free taking. Exceptional. Great technique. Uh, the Limerick girl there, I don't have her name, the full forward was in the freeze. Very good off the ground and out of hands. And her own free taking not too shabby either. Yeah, the quality was really good and I suppose that would be my only concern that when you come up against teams like that, I spoke to a few Limerick people yesterday and a lot of the girls um, that were on that panel have been there a good few years um, and then there's another few that had stepped away from the panel for quite a while and were back and I just thought that their physicality, um, they knew exactly where their players were when they were kicking the ball in from around the even the half-back line, the midfield, you know, they were landing it in on the chest of the player inside. Um, but they had a lot of experience and they were used to playing with each other. But, you know, once the ball got into the danger zone um, for Limerick at all, you knew it was either going over the bar or into the back of the net, you know. Um, but again, yeah. as I said, the physicality of, of the Limerick side, they were quite big and tough. And when they were running through, you know, maybe they were given a little bit too much space at times. Um, or there was there was players pushed off the ball a little bit too easy, you know, um, and you know maybe that's something they could work on because I think what you're saying, the quality of free taker now, the game, the ladies' game has evolved so much, you know what I mean? It's not it's not like that. It's fifty fifty. It could go over or not. It's nine times out of ten, it's going over the bar, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I suppose from from your own point of view, Marion. So, versatile is a word that I I'd use. Um, very good player, an official, a commentator, uh, podcast guest now as well. Um, we've got we've got a few strings to our bow here. Um, what do we enjoy most? Is it refereeing? Is it playing? Is it commentating? Do you just simply love football? <laughs> Uh, I'd say there's a few people have other names for me now, but um, <laughs> mental, mental being the first one. Um, I suppose, look, I played for Carlo for 26 years. Um, it was, you know, it was, I suppose, really, it was an addiction. I was living in Wexford for a lot of those years and I was driving up and down three and four times a year. Um, I, recently, I was talking to Maria Kinsa and I was asking, was there any chance that the grants would be backdated? Um, for players because I could happily retire and, and move to the Caribbean island. But anyway, um, yeah, and I suppose, look, when, when there was nothing at stake, like I love playing, um, I suppose then stepping away, I just got into the refereeing. And, you know, it, ha- it has been great for me because when you're used to being out on the pitch with, with girls and everything in your life revolves around the players that you've been playing with all those years, um, to suddenly be sitting at home seven days a week is it's just you know it, it's really um you would nearly need counseling for it like and you know that's all joking aside you know when you're mm. used to spending your Sundays out with games and you wonder like you know what do people do if they're not into GEA um mm-hmm. and yeah I just got into the referee and then I suppose um I'm enjoying it it's um there's I know Pamela was saying the last day like there's nothing easy about it um but it's a challenge all of the time so it never stays the same you're learning something every day you go out um and then look it just i mean i have a huge appreciation for those girls that were out there yesterday um there's a lot of people who just look at a scoreline and you know they'll they'll stay banging the same drum and asha carlo win nothing and whatever else but it's that it doesn't mean that to the girls that are in there three and four nights a week like they live for carlo they put on that jersey they step up and put on the jersey you know and win, lose or draw, they are proud to represent their county. And, you know, often I've, I've been on the other side of it when I played for Carlo, um, people would be sniggering at, you know, that, I mean, I have one Leinster title um, after playing with Carlo for 26 years, proudest day of my life. Um, oh, after my, the day I got married. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You've already got that in it. But, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be responsible you know, for any divorce. <laughs> But yeah, so like, I mean, when when you're going into a dressing room, like you could be putting on a Dublin jersey, like that's how much Carlo means to the girls that wear that jersey um, and have done over the years, you know. So um, I, I don't know if there's anything I love you more. I'm loving the commentary um, because and again, you know, I I was uh, being assessed, ref, being reffing um, Wicklow and Offaly there at the weekend and um one of the lads said to me like he said you're gas to watch because he said you'd know you were a player like he said when you're refereeing he said i can see you standing there going she'd be all right leave her take another step or two now and you know he was saying i was calling a lot of the calls like he knew i had played football you know that way and it's the same i suppose with the commentary um you you just you know what's going to happen sort of next like you know that way so Mm -hmm. um yeah i to answer your question um I, I'm just enjoying everything about it at the moment. Um, probably didn't think I was going to be as busy as I am with everything, but yeah, loving it all. Everything is so different, you know. I'm going to have to ask you the same question that I did ask to Pamela, right? So, the, I just imagine it being difficult refereeing lads. Like, 
are they are they a bit more polite do you think or do you still get the same amount of abuse as maybe a male lines person or whatever um ah oh, you would like i mean you you could see by a lot of them their intentions start out fairly well you know um when they see it they'll, yeah um but then i suppose look in the heat of the game then it doesn't matter what you are like you're standing there with a flag or you're standing there with a whistle and Again, I suppose, look, um, it is with the way things have evolved through ladies GA um, and just in society itself, um, I would hope that it's getting a little bit more, I suppose, um, normal or, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean, when they see it coming. I think, like, look at the standard of refereeing, if you're doing, if you're reffing um, and you're reffing well, um, which, you know, before you ever go out, I suppose you're you're not going to be the most favourite person. There's someone you're not going to please um, or a team that you're not always going to please. But if you're out there and you're doing your best and you've done everything that you can to prepare yourself um, and that's being fit, knowing your rules, um, being fair to the players, speaking to them as well. Um, like, I mean, I, I remember one day playing Wicklow in um, Blessing, Bottom Glass, and I remember asking the referee a question. He had... He had uh, blowing a free against me and I said all oh, right what was that for and he called me and he sent me to the line and to this day I still have no clue why he sent me why first of all he gave the free against me whereas you know with the underage games and that now um I would I, I'm not saying I'd coach a lot but I always explain what I gave the free for um because again I know what Pamela said like I was never told the rules when I was growing up playing football like you just went out and sure even the stand of referee and back then like you were sort of let do whatever you know what I mean um, once it wasn't too harsh, but now like everything has changed. Um, but yeah, look at the, the abuse. I know, like, I mean, there's huge work being done at the moment to try, you know, put a stop to what's happening. Um, because the games can't go on without referees. Um, and there, I suppose, look at they're an easy victim in the whole thing. Like, you know what I mean? Blame the referee, but a lot of times, you know, it's not the referee's fault. Um, for you know if if the and and the teams know that the management know that as well you know um but yeah look the the abuse is there there's no point in saying it's it's a walk in the park every day you go out but um at the end of the day you're going home you're a human being like and you know you still have to go home and get up for work the next day you know what i mean um but yeah i i don't think it's it's any lesser anymore the fact that you're a female or male yeah Mm-hmm. Lads, any any questions for for Marion? No, just never that. seen him as quiet. We make it two or more often, quite in these two. Um, yeah, put manners on or whatever. Um, look, I want to. It's 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 not an easy thing to be talking about, but uh, uh, Eamon Dowling, great a great man. I think he he uh, I think he umpired for you, Marion. Yeah, he did indeed. Yeah. Um... I suppose more so at the end of the season. Um, I probably caught him on a a couple of nights um, and took him from the gate at the house there on the way out to Fenner or to Ireland or whatever. But, oh my God, what a genuine, genuine GA character. Um, I suppose I was talking to Stephen earlier about him, like, and, you know, he was just one of those old timers and he reminded me of my father like you know before christmas when we had like a good few conversations going in and out to matches in the car and that and you know they're just that folk that like they will never be replaced um but just an absolute gentleman and you know 
Carlo ladies football, um, the men's GEA, like he's going to be so missed mm-hmm. um, right around the county for so many reasons. Yeah, an absolute gent. I've never, never had a bad deal with him. I always gone so well with him in there. Uh, always a nice greeting when you're going into the game. Uh, just a, a very, very good character. So we'd like to pass on our, our sympathies to the family here on behalf of everyone at the, the Left and Wild podcast. And Ryan, to be honest with you, just when you mentioned your dad or whatever, like, I, I remember interviewing him out in Tin Island four years ago, I think it was, yeah, four or five years ago. Um, and we had some crack that day, let me tell you. He was... He was in great form, and and he could have told he could have told stories for decades. I think, to be honest with you, uh, but he, he was some character. I used to have a great crack with him too. Even you know, like like I said, they're going to do a game. He would sit over just to the right of the press box, and uh, he'd always have some bit of a bit of a yarn for you there. You know what I mean? So uh, a great character, in fairness, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and especially with the referee when I started out. I suppose when I when I've had I've done um three All Irelands in the last six months done the line um on the national panel and um you know he's my first thought when I wake up in the morning like he he always got what I tried to do he was the one person who understands or understood you know when I'd be going out I'd have a phone call from him the minute I'd wake up well what's happening today and like I I was um involved in the Celtic Challenge the hurling challenge there and. He came down to Cork with me in Waterford, like, and pull in there. To, I know the head of that lad. Pull in there now to have a chat with him. And, you know, he loved coming because it would be always someone that he'd know. Or by the time we were going home, they'd know him anyway, whether they did or not when we were going in, you know. But, um, yeah, like, he got what I did. But any time I'd be going out ref and I'd get a phone call or he'd call me if I was in the house and he'd say, um, now keep them cards in the pocket and use common sense. So... <laughs> I think if I played, Stephen told a story about him the last day. There was another few about him wrestling Carnew, but I think if I went by his rules now, I wouldn't be getting too many games. I don't know what he'd make of referees' assessors anyway. Um, oh, that's geez. for sure. But isn't it yeah. amazing? Isn't it amazing? Like we're talking about games and analysing games, and and you know, for the last while they're looking forward and back in games and stuff. And but isn't that what it's all about? Like the people, you know what I mean? You know. The people in our games, the people in our, you know, in in our clubs, in in our GA, you know, going to Carlo, you know, like you mentioned there, you, you know, Brendan Senior about where he sat and aim and and you know, you go to certain places in the stand and Dr. Cullen and the, the same people are there or a certain gate, and you see people there and, you know, they're part. Uh, you know, it's just it's that's the beauty of our games, the beauty of mm. our sport is the people we meet. Like the games will be. The games will come and go and we win them and losing them and, and, and you know, and, and everything, you know, stuff will go around them. But yeah. it's the people and that I we think never forget. It, like, that's you know? what goes back to what Kevin was asking me, like, why do I do it? Like, it's the characters that you meet through it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And they're the people that you carry, like, through your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And they are absolute characters. Um, you know, the stories you hear, um, and they would have always had stories of years ago and one thing and another. But... Yeah, you just you can't you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one story that your father just uh, on it. I always said he, he he trained me out in Fenna for a good number of years, and nearly anything I won out there was with him. And till the day I, as I say, till the day I depart, I'll always remember a training session. We played Pal in the in the under twenty one final, and we we beat them in the uh, God, what was it? Uh, ninety four, I think it was, and. Um, I remember the Tuesday night, like I said, like like it was yesterday, the Tuesday night training session, and he ran us up and down the pitch, and he, he'd run us up and he'd stay in the middle, 
and he'd come back and he'd stop us and ask us to do a stretch and he'd start talking to us and he'd let us go up and go down and we did this for half an hour and i can honestly say this i have never i never ever ever left the place feeling as good and as confident about myself and my sport and my team as that shoes and i i knew we were going to win i, I didn't care if, if they put the dublin six in a row team out with, against us that the next saturday when we were playing pal it wouldn't have made any difference he felt he, he made us just feel so special and it's the one <laughs> abiding memory i have of your father as a as a as a coach or as a mentor to me and you know it just i know i would have said it to, to brendan about him but uh he gave me personally so much in terms of you know confidence and, and everything and uh i i say it's just a memory that I, i'd like to share with you i don't know whether i said to you before but it's just something i'd like to share with you i'd say i no, said there's plenty no. of marion yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. even how we were talking oh jesus yeah i know and that you know i suppose um the time of the funeral um i remember different people coming up you, you remember parts of it you know but i remember someone saying oh my god the stories that are going out on outside the, the street in carpenters like it was our lads like meeting each other that hadn't seen each other from every corner of the of the country like you know and apparently there was more crack out on the street than there was like <laughs> you know um just with the storytelling and and one thing and another you know but it's great to hear that and i only said to Stephen earlier like I'm so appreciative when people remember him and talk about him, like, because the GA was his life. Um, but, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, when he'd be hearing about all how the game has evolved and, and the different things that go on, but he'd be always saying, what are they talking about now? And, you know, warm-ups and all, what are they doing or what are they at? But sure, like, they'd be after cycling to a tie maybe to play a match, so you wouldn't need a whole lot of a warm-up when you'd be after doing that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the other side of it yeah um marion look it's, it's been lovely to have you on um at long last and look we'll get you on again at some stage for for a chat um thanks for giving us your time i know you were kind of on the last shift there this evening and you were scrambling to get back but we do really appreciate it and nice to hear some of those stories so look after yourself and thanks for jumping on okay no problem thanks a million great stuff marion hayden there uh joe stevie thanks a million to you guys as well Appreciate you've been with us for both shows this evening, and there's not too many you do miss, uh, except when Stevie wants to go and get some overtime. Uh, but I don't want to talk. I want to talk. Well, thanks, millions to tell you. Okay, um, okay. Uh, you never comes with these lovely haircuts. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I should have known. I should have known. The yeah, reflection from that light should have given it away. <laughs> for the championship. For the championship. Yeah. Listen, lads, thanks a million. Appreciate it. All right. No matter. Thanks, Kev. Stevie and Joe and uh, thanks to the sponsors of the football show that is the Railta Clinic located there uh, just out there Kilkenny Road uh, you can go out there and get any sort of treatment you want plenty of physiotherapists also plenty of classes you have Pilates and, and a number of different things going on out there so Railta Clinic thank you very much for looking after the football show uh, we're back again next Monday night at nine o'clock with uh, the Harland show and football show thanks a million to all our guests uh to you the viewers and the listeners as well uh we do appreciate your feedback we get lots of texts and messages coming in after every week and uh, a few people have bought us coffees as well again in the last week so thanks a million to that or for that it's not compulsory or happen but uh, it's just if you want to show your appreciation it's optional price of a coffee you can do so if not it's fine we're going to keep rolling on with this anyway uh yeah so look that's that's where we leave it we're back again don't forget to give us a follow on facebook uh, Instagram, or on Twitter as well. And uh, until next time, take care.